stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. And this is The Way, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. The finale, I'm not going to play it for you because that really would go against everything that those of us who say, may the force be with you. This is The Way, believe in. The Mandalorian, the finale. Are we going to see a season four? Yes. When? We don't know. Okay. When this all started to go down in March, it's like, okay, in terms of the characters that came back, the characters that you thought were gone, it all began on March 1st with Chapter 17, The Apostate, followed by Chapter 18, followed by Chapter 19, and finally Chapter 20, The Foundling, Chapter 21, The Pirate, Chapter 22, in chapter 23 The Mandalorian is just one of those series that it takes you as it took all of us when it first began in 2019 it also began with a new app that we all just flock to which is Disney Plus I am so grateful to have been introduced to, to the series by those of my family who told me about this new series called The Mandalorian and I thought, whoa. And then Baby Yoda, who we know his name now, it's Grogu. And all of these um, adventures that he would go on. So I'm going to name the episodes here for the third season. Chapter 17. The first episode was The Apostate. Followed by Chapter 2, or Chapter 18. The second episode, The Minds of Mandalore. Episode 3, Chapter 19, The Convert. Episode 4, Chapter 20, The Foundling. Episode 5, Chapter 21, The Pirate. Episode 6, Chapter 22, Guns for Hire. Episode 7, Chapter 23, The Spies. And Episode 8, Chapter 24, The Return. 
Those are the episodes. We got eight episodes of The Mandalorian. Think about it. The Mandalorian first premiered almost four years ago in 2019. The second season premiered in 2020 during the pandemic. And on December 20th, 2020, was it December 20th or 18th? We got probably one of the most moving finales in television history. It was a moment. In fact, I think it crashed Disney Plus that night. And that was called The Rescue. It was an amazing series. And the adventures of Grogu and Din Djarin. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> uh, Mandalorian, or we call him Mando. Yes. Continued. They even appeared in Boba Fett. If you did not watch it, sorry to spoil it for you, but those who said, no, I couldn't watch Boba Fett, and I knew there was something special in Boba Fett, and it was. It was Din Darjin and Grogu. Yeah. In fact, let me see if I can say his name properly, because I'm all about saying names properly. Okay, is that how you say it? Yes. The Mandalorian. Dinjarin. Dinjarin. Who we know as Mando, the Mandalorian. This was an amazing season. Yes, some people were pissed about it. Some people, you know, I, I think the viewing public doesn't always know what's good for them. I understand that. I understand that some people were unsettled and need to understand something when a series isn't doing what you want it to do there's a reason that it is leading up to this moment and with the return it led up to this moment and everything and anything that you could ever fathom and not even believe takes place in this final episode of season 3 of The Mandalorian it was amazing. It was moving. It was jarring. It was action. It was the Force. We always say, may the Force be with you. Think of those two characters. Think of the amazing characters that we get to know better in this third season. Bogotan. Think about that. All of these Mandalorians coming together, some shedding their helmets. Some not. The foundling, Grogu, going to Mandalore so that Din can be forgiven for his sins because he's now considered. Jaren. Din Jaren is considered an apostate. All right. And so he wants to be forgiven by the Mandalorians because he removed his helmet. But now things have changed. This was an exceptional season. And at the same time, you had Pedro Pascal, who really is having his moment that I think we've all wanted for him. I have a magazine cover with him, uh, Esquire, and, and I went to go buy it at Barnes & Noble, and the girl was like, oh my God, can I take a picture? I'm like, sure. Everybody knows who Pedro Pascal is now. Even his good friend, Oscar Isaac, who was also part of the Star Wars universe, is Poe Dameron. 
on Star for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Wouldn't that be great for those two characters to come together? Who knows what may happen, okay? But yes, with The Last of Us and The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal is on top of the world. He is probably primed to get a no- a, a, an Emmy nomination for The Last of Us. This has been a week for television, whether it's streaming or broadcast. From Perry Mason to Succession to The Mandalorian. All these different genres within the television canon. Perry Mason, the famous detective set in the 1930s during his origin stories. Succession, set during modern day. Three siblings vying for control of their deceased father's empire. An empire that scares the shit out of everybody. And it is ripped from the headlines. Just ask Rupert Murdoch. Then we arrive here at The Mandalorian. This is the way. Kids, adults, children at heart, all are aware of The Mandalorian and the hope that he gives all of us. I have a Mandalorian mask. When I wear it, I wear it with pride because I, I see how it makes people feel. It makes them feel excited. It makes them feel, whoa, you kept your promise. And um, I'll dive into that in a bit. And of course, Baby Yoda. We know him as Grogu, but the rest of the world knows him as Baby Yoda. This foundling who has the force within him. But the true nature of his force still has yet to be shown. And you will see in this finale what Grogu can do. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It's not a spoiler. But we know from what he has been learning with the Jedi, the force is growing within him stronger each day. So, not too long ago, it seems like forever, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was at work and I had promised the class that I would wear the helmet the next day. They had never seen me in the helmet and I was going to take Grogu with me. So, I arrived, I put it in a bag, I waited, and then when the bell rang, I went outside to greet them with the helmet on. And everybody loved it. Everybody. It was a sight to be seen. And I wore it again last week because it was Friday. And I felt good about Friday. It was an amazing experience. And so that's what the Mandalorian fills us all with. Hope. And so that's why I wear that helmet with pride. Also, it doesn't hurt that from one Latino to another. Pedro Pascal and then myself to be able to wear that helmet and to make people feel great with that helmet and I am considering wearing it again so but only for those who deserve it who have behaved and know they're special because we all are we're all united in this this is the way and yes when I put it on I do say this is the way of course I have to take my glasses off because it doesn't fit and it will scratch them up and these are $100 glasses and I don't maybe I could do that with the $400 ones I have I don't know 
they're a little bigger but yeah it's it's important to me to wear that helmet because I because I want everyone to feel special who sees that helmet I took a lot of pictures with that helmet on and it made me feel good that that brings joy to people and this character that we've all learned we've all grown to love Din Darjit Din oh god I can't even say his name I'm so excited <laughs> Din Jaren Din Jaren played by Pedro Pascal voiced by Pedro Pascal sometimes he wears the helmet Grogu the family who is now you know one with the Mandalorian the Mandalorian love him they really love him he's a foundling but he is a worthy a worthy apprentice reminds me of um, a sword in the stone and how you know young um, Arthur but we know him as war is an apprentice to Merlin and then realizes his own power in the sword in the stone you know, there's all these different things. I mean, the Mandalorian is, is you know, a lot of that comes from uh, the Shogun assassin and the, the warrior and the child. These these lone warriors who travel with the, a foundling who is an orphan. And they become, you know, they raise them like their own. And that is, I mean, this whole story, there's a universality to the Mandalorian that I don't think people get. We all get it because we all watch it and we love it and we we cheer for Mando and we cheer for Dindar. Oh God, I can't even say it. <laughs> we all cheer for Din Jaren. We cheer cheer for Boba Boba Fett. We cheer for Bogatan. We cheer for Grogu. We want them to do the right thing in this world gone wrong and in reality they're you know we're living in a crazy world we're living in a crazy world where there is no hope and that's why we look to these characters like star wars you think of when star wars first came about in 1977 and how that changed the landscape of film forever and these characters think think of the, the actors whose lives were changed forever Carrie Fisher, may she rest in peace. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, the late, um, oh jeez. I mean, he was the first to play Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, you've got uh, James Earl Jones, who's still with us, who was the voice of Darth Vader. But the man who played Obi-Wan Kenobi first and didn't particularly like the role <laughs> was, of course, an, a two-time... Was he a two-time Oscar? No, he was, he was an Oscar winner. He had won for The Bridge Over the River Kwai. And... Um, Now he's played by Ewan McGregor. I, I, oh God, come on. How, how could you not love Ewan McGregor? Come on. But he was originally played by a very famous actor whose name escapes me right now. <laughs> I'm looking. 
It's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a very long day. A productive day. Ah, Alex Sir Alec Guinness, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the 1977 Star Wars film, A New Hope. Directed by a man whose life would change forever. It had changed gradually, especially with his film American Graffiti, produced by his good friend and collaborator, Francis Ford Coppola. See, I know all that nerdy stuff because I myself am a nerd and I don't make any apologies for that. Yes, I wear glasses. For years, I wore contacts and I stopped wearing those in 2015 because, well, I'm, I'm a guy and I would wear them to bed, you know, enough about me. But yeah, you know, I wear them proudly now. I will not take them off. Nope. Nope. So back to The Mandalorian. This amazing series. Some people didn't like it because it was episodic. Basically, they said it was a Star Wars film split into episodes. Okay, that's your prerogative. But I thought it was fabulous. It truly was fabulous. And first and foremost, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. Okay? And the creators of The Mandalorian really owe it a debt of gratitude to what they have done to further this universe. From John Favreau, the executive producer, Dave Filani, Kathleen Kennedy, Colin Wilson, Rick. Oh, jeez. I want to say his name right because he's also a director. Famuyiwa. Rick Famuyiwa, who is also, you know, um, a director. Greg Fraser, Barry Baz Idine, Matthew Jensen, David Klein. Dean Cundley and Paul Hune as the cinematographers, the editors, um, Jeff, Andrew, Dana, Adam, Dylan, Rachel, Jarek, Lucasfilm, come on, and the directors. The directors are just so amazing. And here we go, third season direct, uh, you know, ep- The Apostate, um, written by John Favreau. Directed by Chapter 18 The Minds of Mandalore Directed by Rachel Morrison Written by John Favreau Chapter 19 The Convert Directed by Lee Isaac Chung Written by Noah Clore and John Favreau Chapter 20 The Foundling Directed by Carl Weathers Written by John Favreau and Dave Filani Now Carl Weathers, come on We know him as Apollo Creed from the Rocky films. He also in The Mandalorian, he plays Gref Karga. The fact that he's directed episodes is pretty cool. Chapter 21, The Pirate, directed by Peter Ramsey, written by John Favreau. Chapter 22, Guns for Hire, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, written by John Favreau. Bryce Dallas Howard, by the way, is the daughter of Academy Award winner. Ron Howard. We all know him as Opie from uh, the Andy Griffith Show and from American Graffiti. Yes. Chapter 23, The Spies. Directed by Rick Famu... Jeez, Famu- oh, I can't say it. Shoot. Rick There we go. Written by John Favreau and Dave Filani. Chapter 24, The Return. Directed by... 
Rick Famuyiwa. Written by John Favreau. I mean, every so many people have to, you know, the second season, Robert Rodriguez. There's even a video of Rod- Robert Rodriguez playing acoustic guitar with Grogu. That's pretty awesome. He directed the tragedy. <laughs> I mean, this this is such an amazing series, and even Ta- Taiki White White Academy Award winner. Can I? I never say his name right. In the first season. He directed Redemption from the first season. So this is this is an amazing series, Mandalorian. Everyone that has been involved with it. The stunt doubles, the grips, the gaffes that you know I've I'm very aware of what it takes to make a television series to what it makes takes to make a film. And it takes a cast and it takes a crew. It's not always just about the cast, though. It's about that crew. If you have that crew, you have to give them thanks. Okay? And we have to thank George Lucas for just creating this universe that we all live in. George Lucas was born and bred Modesto, California. Went to Modesto, J.C. Those of you who have watched... American Graffiti are not aware that that really is a place, Modesto, California, and there really is a McHenry Avenue. I've driven on McHenry Avenue. In fact, you used to be able to cruise on McHenry Avenue and go to the diner. So, it's all coming back to us now. In 2018, Pedro Pascal was confirmed to be portraying the Mandalorian after being rumored to be cast in the role for some time. Pascal initially thought he was being cast as Star Wars character Boba Fett due to the visual similarities between that character and the Mandalorian, but the latter is a separate character named Din. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. Shoot. Din Dur. Din Durjin. Darjin. I can't see. I'm so tired right now. I'm sorry. Jaren. Din Jaren, Favreau called Pascal a classic movie star who had the presence and skills necessary to portray a character largely concealed under a helmet. The Mandalorian is also portrayed by stunt doubles Brendan Wayne, Latif Crowder, and Barry Lowen. Pascal worked with Favreau and Filani to record the character's dialogue later. Yes, this is this is an amazing series. Oh my goodness. The technology that they use behind it, um, the stagecraft, the epic games, the Unreal Engine. Stagecraft consists of large LED video screens on which digital environments can be rendered in real time for actors to perform in front of rather than a green screen. I've loved every minute of this series, and including that iconic music provided by Ludwig Jorensen who gives us the Mandalorian theme. I don't want to play it because then I have to drown it out. You know, it's the Dr. Zeus film podcast. It's been a long and illustrious day and I want to thank all of you for it. And, um, yes, not everything is perfect. Not even the, the Mandalorian is perfect or Grogu, but we have hope. We have hope that they will continue to thrive, to survive, to live to fight another day and so it's been amazing and 
Hopefully all of you can watch it and enjoy it. As always, this is the way.